What's up guys, Patrick Healy here at the 5th Street Gym with my guy, John Hollywood. Natos, how's up, it going, man? man? Everything good, everything good. Yeah, excited to have you on, man. Thank you, um, it's nice to be here. We've been uh, <laughs> training a little bit. I'm not sparring with this guy, so don't get it <laughs> twisted, but I threw on the body shield, oh, yeah, had John whack me around that. a little bit in the <laughs> ring. Um, dude's got some power, no doubt. But um, yeah, man, I just wanted to have you on. I think you got like an interesting story, obviously super accomplished on the amateur scene. Yeah, been fighting forever, close to 100 fights, been fighting since I was like 13, 28 now, so about 15 years of experience. And you're, you're going to go be going to yeah. be going pro pretty soon. So I was going to debut in February a couple of weeks ago, but um, they stopped it due to COVID. So I'm shooting for April in Miami. That's the goal. There we go. And your amateur background, like, let's talk about that. Seven-time national champ, yep. five-time Florida champ. Mm -hmm. You started when you were, like, 12, 13? Yeah, so initially my parents kind of got me into to avoid getting bullied in school. And since my dad noticed I was, you know, pretty good or above average, he kind of was like, look, why don't you go to the ring and start, like, fighting? So I did that, and he noticed I was actually beating kids who were in the gym, you know, training and sparring instead of, like, me and my dad, we used to train at the park in Flamingo. So he kind of, like, started telling me, look, why don't you try winning a couple real sanctioned fights, and I'll buy you a car. I'll buy you your first car. <laughs> and I was like, hey. <laughs> And that's some good motivation. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. like your first promoter. And then from there, once I started winning my first couple of fights, it just became addicting. You know, the the thrill, the, the adrenaline, the, the competitiveness. And from there, it just took off. One thing I'm really interested in when you see pro fighters like uh, Lomachenko, for instance, yeah. who has, I don't even know, 400, 500 amateur crazy. fights, some crazy. But you do as well. You have a couple hundred, correct? Right. And... What I'm interested in is, as a young kid, you're 12, 13, you're, you're racking up these amateur fights. Mm -hmm. How does that like ring experience carry with you to when you're like a grown man? Like, is it totally different or is it just kind of, like how do the, fun, is it just getting those fundamentals kind of burned into your memory? Right, so I feel like you start someone at 13 versus you start someone at 19 or 20, the adrenaline's not gonna be the same. So when you're 13, you're kind of getting used to that, I'm gonna fight somebody. I don't know how to react. I'm getting all these butterflies. I don't know how to take them, how to, how to portray them in the ring, how to react to them. You get nervous, you don't know. If, you know, like, you, you, know, you see a bunch of dudes that are great in the gym, and then you see them in a the boxing ring, and you're like, what the fuck happened? You know, they, they're in headlights. So pretty much you kind of condition yourself from a young age to kind of like, embrace those butterflies towards a better direction and kind of use that nervousness to your yeah potential, like harnessing your fear like i yeah. know a lot of guys talk about that like yeah. if you're i saw like a old klitschko interview both the brothers and they they were asked that question like do you guys feel fear in the ring and they were like well like if you don't feel fear you're probably a loser exactly like you got to harness that and, and channel use it, that. yeah exactly so i guess your question if I start at 13, I kind of know how to take those butterflies, take that fear, take that nervousness, nervousness and use it to my advantage versus you start at 20 or start at 21, you don't really have that experience. Mm -hmm. You're really just reacting as it goes. So you have a crowd around you, you don't know how to react, people are chanting your name, people are chanting against you. So I feel like all those things are gonna go against you if you're not used to it. 
Same thing with national tournaments. There's a lot more people. Yeah, yeah, a lot so, more. Yeah, so there's national tournaments. There's usually like three or four rings. So you kind of have an idea of how much more people there are. So you kind of have to like suck that all in and use it positively instead of just freezing and you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Those memories as a kid, like in the amateur fights, like getting in there, you, you think about them now. How do they relate to like your recent memories of boxing? I guess what I'm trying to say is like for myself, like uh -huh. growing up playing sports, you think about as a little kid, it seemed like everyone was really fast and like, yeah. you know what I mean? Does, yeah. it still, does it still translate that way? Uh, like, do you have old memories of fights being like, man, that guy was like so fast, yeah. and like so powerful. Yeah. And, and then, then you see, see the film and, and it's like, like bro. <laughs> yeah. But I guess it's just by levels, you know, if you're stuck in this level and you see someone here, you're like, oh my God, they're amazing. Versus now you've grown up, you've leveled up, you're here, you look back at this and you're like, that's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's just like, I guess it comes with experience. For sure, for sure. So like entering the pro, pro game soon, you have a ton of these amateur yeah. fights. You've probably seen a lot of guys, right? Like yeah, you've, seen, you've seen a lot of guys a in lot the of gym. Faces, yeah. So when you prepare for a pro fight, like is the preparation different for you? Um, then going into one of these amateur tournaments or is it kind of right. like business as usual? Uh, I want to say it's 50-50 because for at least for local shows there's a 50% chance you're not going to fight. So you're going 100% in the gym but you also have to keep in the back of your mind you might not fight. There might not be an opponent. What do you mean by that? Like they might so, pull out or? Yeah, so for amateur fights that are local the chances of you fighting are like 50-50. So I might show up I fight at 141. I'll weigh in maybe 142, 143. If there's nobody with the same amount of fights that I have or the same weight, I don't have a fight. So I might have, I might be 141 versus someone else is 141. He might have 10 fights or eight fights and I have 30, an example. Mm -hmm. They're probably not gonna match us up just because it's, it's not fair. So we won't fight. When it comes to state tournaments or national tournaments, you're fighting no matter what. So everybody's aware that if you have 10 fights or five fights or whatever fights you have, you're going to fight someone who might have 100 or 200. It doesn't matter. But you signed up for it. So I think knowing that you're fighting for sure in the pro game, I feel like it's more of a serious snow instead of having fun. Mm -hmm. You're still having fun no matter what. But I feel like it's more of a game time instead of like, let's go out there and have some fun, you know? But I still think the preparation is still the same. It's still the same focus. It's just, like I said, I feel like the program's a little more for sure. Gotcha. If that makes any sense. Gotcha, gotcha. So in the uh, national championships, you know, you got seven of them. Yeah. You mentioned how your dad got you into boxing at mm -hmm. a young age. Was the first one the most meaningful? Like, which one I think, do you hold up I as think, like, that was my, yeah, best, my think, best tournament? My first one was the most meaningful one, just because... How old were you also at the time? 16, maybe. Okay. 17. So I think that one was the most, like, emotional for me, because obviously it was my first one. But it was me, my dad, my brother, a bunch of kids from the gym, and we all took a risk. We're like, okay, we're winning state tournaments, we're winning, like, local shows, let's take it big, let's go national. So he rented a, a soccer mom van, and we drove all the way to Georgia. It was like a 14-hour drive. Uh, I forgot where in Georgia was the fight, but it was 14 hours from Florida. So we went over there and only two of us won. No, three of us won. Me and my brother won and another kid from the gym, two of them lost. Two other kids lost from the gym. 
but it was just emotional just because we drove over there and we're like we got to win this shit like we drove 14 <laughs> hours like i don't know if you guys ever heard that that story of some like warriors or something like that that they want to go conquer this island and the captain burnt the ships and he said the only way we're leaving here is we win if not we're dying <laughs> on this island so it's, I, that's kind of how it felt like because we're like look we drove 14 hours we we're young so we didn't have much money we're like we spent all our money on the trip on the hotel on the car we gotta win this shit so it was just it was emotional that we we me and my brother both won how many fights did you have to win to get into the, four. the title four so you got four fights so it's usually like monday tuesday wednesday friday or monday tuesday wednesday thursday but usually the last days like on a friday or saturday so all those emotions going into that oh event, yeah right i mean oh, you're yeah. like we gotta win this shit burn the boats type yeah. mentality yeah yeah how'd you go into that first fight and feel like all right i, I don't want to you know blow my load here like get you know be, uh, be a little more conservative with my energy or were you just going no, in no, there no, and no. you were just strapped? i was in there i was in there just like oh, <laughs> i'm gonna win this shit somehow yeah, yeah. somehow so conditioning was yeah. never a factor for you yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> even if i was tired it's the back of my head i was like we're in georgia i gotta get out of here with a win there's no way i came this far this much preparation just to like go home with a loss my first national tournament i was like no way and how do you how do you stay motivated to win seven once you won one, you just got, you yeah, got addicted to, to that. Yeah, to be honest, it, the first couple of tournaments that I won, I kind of messed up. I would win and I'd take like three months off. Like if I won a fucking WBC belt, which <laughs> it's wrong. But then I started realizing when I come back to the gym, dudes that were way below me were just outboxing me or outconditioning me. And that should have never been happening just because of the time I took off. So it kind of like made me hungry. Like, all right, this dude's not even supposed to touch me. And he's hitting me and stuff like that. And... That kind of like motivated me and then just winning another tournament, winning another tournament and just like, you know, I'm very competitive. So when it comes to that, like that's my drive with everything. So why did you decide now I want to go pro? I'm getting older, man. <laughs> I'm getting older. I, I'm still a kid at heart, but I'm 28. For boxing, I feel like it's a, it's a short time frame. So yeah, I... I have the talent, I have the, the experience, I just feel sure. like waiting X amount of time, it's, it's just going to help me back. And it's, you know, time is the only thing that we take for granted that we don't have enough of. So that's what kind of made me realize it. Yeah, that's why I asked because a lot of guys who, you know, around, um, I'm going to be 28 soon as well, so we're, you know, it's pretty yeah, much same age. Yeah. But um, as far as boxing, like that's definitely late for, yeah. a, for a pro start. Yeah. 100%. But you're not late to the game. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you've been boxing since you were a little kid. You have seven national championships, a couple hundred amateur fights. So it's not like you're getting into the sport late. You just chose to start your pro career a yeah, little bit later. Yeah, to take that extra step a little late. I was initially, so before COVID, I had, um, literally right before COVID, we, me and my brother had a national tournament that we both also won. And right after that, I was like, all right, I'm going pro. This is it. I want to leave the amateurs on a good note. I just won a national tournament. It was four fights back to back to back. And I fought Florida. I fought Bahamas, Jamaica, and Puerto Rico. So I was like, look, I beat all the best ones from there. Because if they're coming from Bahamas, they're coming from Jamaica, and they're coming from Puerto Rico, they got to be good. Because they're not going to set somebody over on a national tournament who's going to represent Puerto Rico or Bahamas or Jamaica yeah. on a bad note. So... I beat them all unanimous, and so I was like, all right, I'm gonna leave on a good note uh, and go pro. And then quarantine happened, COVID came up, and 
So I'm glad I brought up the uh, Klitschko reference because you're talking a lot about your brother, how you yeah. guys are both running around winning these tournaments. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's it like when you guys get in the ring? Is it? Is it? Uh, well, we go against each other. Yeah. Does it oh, get a man. little heated or? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> same same weight class or yeah, age yeah. almost. So we yeah. both fight 140, but he's about like three inches taller than I am. So is he younger, or older? He's younger. He's younger. Okay, so you beat up on little brother a little bit? Nah, nah, not even. <laughs> There'll be days that we'll be like, all right, let's go 50-50. Yeah. We start 50-50, the second one person gets hit, then it becomes 100%. My dad will be like, yo, yo, yo relax. <laughs> but there'll be days that he'll kick my ass, there'll be days that I'll kick his ass. It just depends on who's sharper that day. So what's the, what are the plans? Are both of you guys going to be going for yeah, he's also Yeah, he's also actually going to debut on April. Okay. For sure. He already, I think he, belie- I believe he already has an opponent. So he's debuting in April in Miami as well. Okay. I'm waiting on an opponent. So you guys are, uh, is it in your mind at all to like market yourselves as the brothers on these cards? Like how the Charlos have done be, a little yeah, bit? Yeah, and, I would love that. Yeah. I would love that. Especially in Miami. Like we're both born and raised in Miami. Like we both have a huge following of friends, people that we know in Miami. We went to high school here, college here. So I feel like Miami would be great, especially for both of us to debut. Yeah. I think it'll be like a lot of tickets, a lot of a lot of support and you know that's what matters for sure for sure um going back to obviously a little bit later start into the pro career right but you're not new to boxing so you can get busy quick how yeah. many fights are you going to try to get in like obviously covid has slowed things down but right. once you get rolling here are you going to be trying to knock out four or five fights a year yeah i'm, I'm trying to fight as, as like what's the end goal are you looking for a world title yeah that's that's the goal that's always my dream since i was a little kid i you know i kind of like started falling off that dream as time started getting older you know i'm busy with school i studied architecture for a while so i kind of like started drifting towards my initial dream for a while but i'm focused back on it so that is the dream i mean i would like to fight as as many as i can obviously if i'm healthy and everything goes as planned for sure but that's that's the goal that's awesome we're headed for world titles huh Bring them to Miami, (laughs) get the brothers in the in the same night, the promotion, the whole thing. That's it. That's that's. that's I'm about to put my Eddie Hearn suit on and sign (laughs) it. No, that's the angle. Yeah, that's exciting. So like, you've been in Miami, all around different gyms. I'm sure. Like, why Fifth Street? I know you're here a lot. You train here. Yeah, you have clients here that you. I love Fifth Street. I mean, Fifth Street. I believe we started training here when we were like 15. This might have been like our first like real real gym that we were at for a while we initially um when my dad first got us into boxing into sparring and stuff there were a couple of gyms like in the hood or whatever like north miami or like somewhere in southwest like spanish gyms and stuff like that and we liked it but it just never felt like home it was always like you know we were the outsiders the kids from miami beach and stuff like that and it was just never welcoming we would just go there spar we train and it just wouldn't feel at home and then uh, one day my dad met Dino, they spoke, whatever, Dino welcomed us to the gym and since then it's been like, it's been like family, so we love it. I, I wouldn't want to train anywhere else regardless of what happens or any other gym that might come up. I think Fifth Street is, for me, it's like home. That's awesome. Yeah. So let's talk about boxing right now, right. pro boxing scene, you're about to enter, shock the world soon. Yeah. But 140, are you going to stick around at 140, do you think? Uh, I think so. I mean, I, I'm getting older, so I feel like my body's changing. But in the amateurs, I won two nationals at 152. Okay. Which is, for me, it's super heavy. I was yeah. weighing in like 148. And the only reason I didn't drop to 140 was I was being lazy about the diet. <laughs> but, 
Those dudes are big. I, at least for now, I, I would like to, I'm gonna enter the pros at 145, 140. Um, just feel it out, see how it is there, see how I do with the weight management. But um, with my height, I think ideally I would like to be at 135. Start off at 135 and see how I feel, but it's been a while since I've had to like make weight for a fight. So I, I need to know how my body reacts to it, how, how camp goes with everything and just how, how I perform in the fight, you know, to the weight. I've never fought at 135. The lowest I fought was 141. So just gotta see how it feels. Well, it's good because the, the lower weight divisions in boxing right now are on fire. Yeah, like, obviously, obviously like the average fan or like, you know, kind of casual boxing mm -hmm. fan, like the heavyweights are on fire with Tyson Fury and you know, all those guys. So that's been good for the whole sport, but like the lighter divisions- They're killing it. Are crushing it right now too, all the way from, you know, 130 and up. So you yeah. got, you know, the 135 division, of course, hot, yeah. big names in there. Yeah. Like what are some of the guys from 130 to let's say welterweight or even, you know, junior middle that are, stick out to you or who do you think is going to reign supreme let's start at 135 because there's a lot of talk around that right now right. lomachenko looking to fight Camboso uh, soon yeah you know so, Tiafimo, we don't know what he's going to do supposedly he's going up to 140 yeah but um so Fimo used to be in the amateurs with me and my brother in fights so we used to see him all the time in the amateurs and the tournaments and stuff like that but as far as like um i like ryan garcia to be honest he, i mean he has a lot of flaws like he He's definitely like closes his eyes a lot. He he's defensively not as skilled as he should be, but he's fast as shit. He's fast. He's he's very. So accurate. you like him to be the guy? Oh, to be the guy. Th two years from now, three years right. from now, who's gonna have the belts at one thirty-five? I don't know, man. I think it's between <laughs> Ryan, David, and uh, Loma. You got Cambosos right uh, now. I don't Loma. think I don't think no. Is gonna last that long with the belts. He he's explosive. He trains hard as shit. He has great conditioning, but I, I just don't think he's gonna be able to last, outlast someone who's as technical as Loma. Yeah, or, no, that's gonna be really interesting. Like I'd probably agree with you there. Like I like Cambosos. I think like obviously he was an amazing performance against Diafimo. Yeah. But do I feel like he? You know, it was an upset. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, it's like Andy Ruiz. Yeah. He didn't last that long with the belts. It was definitely an upset, but. I don't think he's going to keep him that long. Well, talk to me about Loma. He's got to have some influence on your game, right? If you're looking yeah, at those man. guys. Loma, he's great. Like, he doesn't get hit. He's very technical. His footwork is crazy. He's technically just dancing in the ring. He doesn't get hit much. He's very precise with his punches. I like Loma. I, I really like Loma. That was interesting. You said Ryan Garcia, too, just because he just changed camps. He did. Joe Goose in camp. And yeah. uh, there's a lot of controversy around him, but... A lot of questions to be answered yeah, yeah, very yeah. soon. We'll He's see. He's also a big social media star, so sometimes you kind of question, is his head all in the game, or is he more on social media? You never know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. He might be hype. But Luke Campbell, that was a good win. We'll see what happens. But um, just to close things out here, appreciate you coming on. Thank you, And uh, excited for your first pro fight coming very soon. Why don't you give the fans a uh, shout out where they can follow you on IG? <laughs> <laughs> follow me at John underscore Doe. They'll probably tag me, so yeah. you don't know where it's at. <laughs> we'll tag him and, and make sure to go check out his page and pro fight coming very yeah. soon. We'll have to do another one oh, yeah, uh, right before the fight. 100%, right before, right after. <laughs> <laughs> go to YouTube, hit subscribe. Um, appreciate you guys. Keep liking these videos. Thanks for coming on. Always, man. Awesome.
The Pod Matrix.